the Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe. It's electrified. Boogie, woogie, woogie. So you can boogie, woogie, woogie into the forest. Boogie. Boogie, woogie, woogie through the mud. Or boogie, woogie, woogie to work, where you boogie, woogie, woogie down the hall to your boss's office to tell him you quit. Sure got the boogie. Then you boogie, woogie, woogie to the elevator as he boogie, woogie, woogies after you, begging, please, take me with you. Boogie. The electrified Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xe. Learn more at jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, here's 93.7 at Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake, sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Tuesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead, 18 days away from kickoff in Dublin, Sip can already taste the Guinness, I can taste that, plus, what, mm, what, the rain, corned beef and cabbage, some rain, all that good stuff. This is not a complaint, this is an observation, good morning, by the way. What's the observation? No press box. Oh, so where do you sit at? I I think there's some tables set up. I hope it rains. You can sit by me in the stands if you want. I'd be, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you alone as much as humanly possible. <laughs> it would be fun to do that. I don't know if it'd be. Yeah, I could do it. I mean, you know, though, in our shoes, we got to tweet nonstop and all that. Robin looked down and see you just chugging a pint with me, saying, "Ah, oh, yeah, that's fine. Every, everything's good." My simple shirt off. <laughs> it's not very professional. He's whipping in the air. <laughs> it's not very professional. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's the first game of the season. When, when, it's foreign ground. There's no rules here. There's no rules. Thank you to Bagels and Joe for this yes. magnificent coffee. The coffee. We are both uh, working long hours, mm-hmm. uh, which is standard right now. Um, but coffee and caffeine is essential. It's not, it's not just something that you have. It's essential right now. Yeah, it is essential. We're grinding. I don't know fun. if I could make it through these shows without coffee right now. Mm-hmm. You better get I think it was up till midnight last night ooh, working. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> well, I had golf league, so I, oh. you know, I I had two and a half hours of fun, and then I went home at you know nine thirty and worked until about midnight after that, and I took a shower. So well, you know what? Here I am. Here we are. If you're doing what We're doing you, radio, if you're doing what you love, it's not. That's right. It's just uh, just lack of sleep. We're we're good to go though. Keep us company, as always, 402-464-5685. You can watch this on the Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter streams. The show is sponsored, as always, by Gaina Trucking. Yesterday's sip after practice, heard from a lot of defensive guys. Eric Shenander, Travis Fisher, more guys than that, some defensive players. You were there. Eric Shenander seemed pretty happy with the performance of the defense and the scrimmage on Saturday. Forced a couple turnovers there, he said. Anything yeah. else that he said that stood out to you? I, <laughs> yeah, have I, yeah, I have audio. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got audio. Yeah, um, a lot. There's there's a player that's making a big leap. As you you've said this all off season. To be fair, you've you've said this name a lot. Colton Feast. Oh, I was going to say O'Shawn Matthews. Well, <laughs> oh wow, what a surprise he is to make a leap. He's expected to be a leap. Yeah, Colton Feast. Um, whereas last Thursday, 
was sort of a Ramir Johnson day at the media gathering. Yesterday was started to have the feel of a Colton feast day as people start to familiarize themselves with him a little bit more. I said yesterday that if you if there was a preseason depth chart that was in house that you could imagine, my guess is Colton Feast would have been on the one line. Now he's probably still on the one line, by the way, with Devin Drew not here. Yep. I think uh, Colton Feast. Now Colton Feast is a junior from UTAN. He's a walk on, and he he played a lot last year, but was then. Okay, he played in eight games. He was hurt the first two and the last two. I don't think he was full go during the eight. They've had their eye on him for some time. Chenander told me in the springtime that he's a beast. He's he's a he's and he's fast. That sounds weird, right? So you'd say, why does that even matter? Well, he's on special teams. He plays special teams as a defensive so, lineman. As a lineman. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a six. <clears throat> he's six three, two eighty, and he's on special teams because he's fast. So yeah, he's a bit of a freak. And uh, they did talk. They well, did talk a lot. Here's about Eric Shenander yesterday. Uh, how does a guy Colton Feast go from a walk on to a possible starter? Eric Shenander yesterday after practice. <laughs> I think you just got to show up every day and show everybody that you're better than the guys that we picked for scholarships. You know, um, and that's happened uh, throughout our tenure with, with the with the. You know, a few different guys. Some of it happens on special teams. Some of it on offense or defense. And Colton Feast has just shown that he belongs with the with the starters and or that first rotation. These are the stories that happen a lot at Iowa and Wisconsin. Guys aren't exactly. I'm not saying it's always walk-ons, but point. unheralded players coming in as two or three stars. Guys that are you know nice additions. Maybe they're even walk-ons. They might be walk-ons at those schools, but they just find guys that no one else recruits or talks about. And they become great players. And stories like this, if Colton Feast does become a starter or a guy that does play significant minutes, which is expected this season, and is a good contributor to the team and makes a bunch of tackles and is is someone you see on the field, not just as a guy that you know plugs a hole, but makes some plays. He'll make plays. That's that's how teams go from bad to good. You have more stories like that where guys are coming up through the cracks and surprising you. Good surprise, not bad surprise. Good surprise. Yeah, you're right. I, I, you're you're fully correct. Thank you. Now, like if you were to create a, a depth chart um, going into oh, the se- going into the season, um, you probably put Colton Feast on the one line. I said, and, and then Devin Drew would be on the two line. Devin Drew not here yet. Devin Drew's not here yet. Um, he's. He's finishing up. I mean, basically, it's just a transcript matter. No, there's no matter that will hold this up completely. It's just held up his arrival a little bit. A little bit. It's August 9th. I think he'll be here today if he wasn't here yesterday. Now, when he starts practicing, I don't know exactly when that will be. Okay, so stay right there then. I will. If, <laughs> if he's here today or tomorrow. I mean that's going to be either seventeen or eighteen days away from kickoff. Who knows what condition he's in? You know what shape he's in. Right. I'm assuming he's right. kept in shape. Hopefully, there's no guarantee there he's in football shape right now. No, there's not. You're right. So 
and this is a guy that when you got him in this offseason, you were we were pretty excited about. You, know, you get Stephon Wynn, you get O'Shawn Mathis, you get Devin Drew. Excited to, to reinforce what was like a, a pretty rough defensive line yeah. area, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, if Devin Drew is not ready to go right away, if he needs a couple weeks before he plays, he can't play. If he can't play against Northwestern, and it, it takes the next couple of games before he's ready to go. Um. How does it make you look at that defensive line? Well, not as good. I mean, it, it's onus on feast. I mean, and onus on guys like Ty Robinson and Nash. Um, Huttmacher. Yeah, Nash Huttmacher. Um, onus on Stefan Wynn. Onus on Mosai Newsom. And I wouldn't go much further than that. I, You know, I talked to Ruquan Buckley who I believe is a redshirt freshman this this summer, and he just I've told you he flat told me he wasn't ready for Big Ten football yet. Maybe he feels more ready, um, but the guys we mentioned are the guys. So yeah, you need another guy. Drew would be great. Now Drew, okay, so August ninth, um, if he's going by the twelfth, um, he might be able to get himself ready enough to play, I don't know, five to ten snaps at Northwestern. That'd be my guess. It's not much. No. It's I, something. I yeah, it would help. Um, but I don't – I didn't anticipate this. I thought he was my – I thought he was going to be here right at the end of July, maybe not on the day they reported, which was the July 27th, but maybe the day after or so. I thought he'd be here by August 1. So this is a surprise. This is uh, eight days late right now. Yeah, a surprise to me. Although I haven't covered this football team for a quarter century, I can tell you this stuff happens a lot. Over the course of time, there's always been this. There's always been almost, I don't know, two out of every three camps, it seems like you're waiting for a, for a guy or guys to, to get in camp. And it doesn't have to be a major ordeal. It really doesn't. I mean, people kind of do this where they they talk about it every day. But, eh. I mean, he'll get here and he'll get in shape and he'll probably be out there against Northwestern. But but his value will increase as the season goes on. Tim hang is on, on hang, line Hang on, one. hang on, Tim. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry. I, I want to read a text before that. I would like This is to. from Greg in South Dakota. Okay. Ready? Hello, Greg. On the text line, he says, I coached against Feast in high school, and mm. he was so dominant. Colton Feast. Okay. The difference in his story is that he stuck around somewhere for four years and worked hard. Mm-hmm. In the age of transfers, there are so many like him that would be at UNK or SDSU now instead of earning his starting spot at Nebraska. Sing that tune. Boom. Thank you, Sing Greg. it. Yes, yes, I'll sing it. There's, there's nothing wrong. <laughs> this is funny. This, I want to say something funny. There's nothing wrong with sticking it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now we're in a day and age where you have to defend sticking it out. Wow, what a nut. Uh, <laughs> that, guy, that guy stayed there. Why for didn't four he just years. why didn't he just quit? Uh, <laughs> why didn't he just quit and go somewhere where it's easier? Uh, <laughs> Because that's what we do now, right? Isn't that what we celebrate? Yeah, exactly. Uh no, no, he's and all I'm joking around here. Um sort of. Colton Feast at Utah, UTAN did create havoc as a defensive tackle. He led UTAN to the Class C2 state title as a senior. Um, UTAN handed Centennial its only loss. Yeah, he had 110 tackles. He had 22 
uh, TFLs. Hello. 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 That's a big boy in the backfield. So, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we're talking about him. I'm glad you like that type of story. It is an important type story. I do love I do love it when guys like that stick it out. It's not just walk-ons. I loved it. I loved Markel Dismuke. I sure. loved this I loved Markel Dismuke's mom for that reason because Mark Markel Dismuke out from out there in California, you know, he went to he's a, I think he was Long Beach, but then he he went to that 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 school um, where the Kardashians live um, out there. You know, I have no idea what oh, school. For God's Listen, sake, come on, Jake, just get get. I don't know where the Kardashians. I know you live. work a lot, but there's a there's a town. Newport Beach. No, oh, God. <laughs> I'm trying. God. Listen, you think I've ever watched the Kardashians in my lifetime? Anyway, You're back, crazy. I've any, never done it. Anyway, back to the point. Markel Dismuke's mom, who 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 drove a city bus, told him, "No, you're not coming home." Your story at Nebraska is not over. Talk about Calabasas. Yes, I am. Nice, good job. Like the Calabasas boys, Keisha Johnson that. Jr. Yeah. Well, he was a he was a Cal, he was a Calabasas. Was Jebbia from Calabasas too? Yeah, and he all those guys exactly. turned tail. All those friends left. All those guys turned tail. Calabasas. Right? Markel Dismuke, his mom said, "No, you're not. You're not. No, you're and staying." He, and he stayed here. And then what happened? He started. He, started. he was a starter. Became a crit- critical player for Nebraska. Two years, two years starter, but played one of those years hurt. I mean, played it with a shoulder stinger where he couldn't, he couldn't maneuver his body to make certain tackles because he was in pain. But he, pay, Stuck but he it played. Out, oh, I love him. He's one of my all-time favorite players. Let's get a call from Tim on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685. Tim, you're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, uh, so, Sip, um, you're saying that it's okay for the guys to transfer to us, but they can't. <laughs> no, 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 I, I'm just joking. I, I'm no, that's joking. actually no, a pretty... guys, Yeah, I got you. I got you. Guys, um, I, um, forget what forget what that, you know, if that, that text or whatever, if they were joking about that. I don't, I don't know if they were or not, but now, day and age, in college football, um, you shop the transfer portal. You grab kids from other schools. You you fill your positions like NFL draft boards do, and that's just the way it goes. And and you got your NIL going along with it too. So so the day and age of recruiting is different, you know. So you're exactly right. Let's let these kids filter in. I've looked at what Scott is is trying to do, and I really hope it's working. He he's he's bringing in kids. You know, the kid he got from TCU is a stud. Obviously, he's bringing in a couple other kids on the offensive line. Um, to help filter in through through the transfer portal, but you know, I got I got two two questions for you guys, and mm-hmm. I don't I, I won't make this a drawn out call like you usually do. So my first qu- and I'll just ask them real quick, and I'll let you guys answer. My first question is: if you're just going to judge overall job performance, um, if we compare Eric Shenander as a head coach and Scott Frost, or Eric Shenander as our DC, and then um, Scott Frost as our head coach. You know what, guys? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give uh, Eric Shenander a pat on the back before I'm gonna get Scott Frost. And I know that sounds crazy because you can say, "Well, Scott Frost brought Eric Shenander to his his staff." But if you look at what what has produced overall over the last two years, what have we built? It's been a defense, and I'm not saying the offense hasn't done its part, but I'm really really impressed with what Shenander is doing. And I hope and pray that we can continue to improve the defense and we can keep him as our DC. Because the better our defensive gets, the more eyes he's going to be popping and other guys are going to be interested in, other teams. My next question for you guys is, I'm looking at our schedule, and I'm not trying to jump again. I'm not trying to say, oh, I think we can go this and this and this. But the backside of our schedule 
is so loaded with talent and teams that I, I just I don't know how we're going to fare against. So is it crazy to think, guys, that we need to be six and one, seven and one, heading into those final four games? Um, what's your guys' take? Thanks. Thank you, Tim. I, I addressed this I think last week. Um, as Tim said, Nebraska's November is tough. Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa. That is tough. If you are a program, Sip, that has not made a bowl game since 2016, it is vital. I believe it is vital that Nebraska is bowl eligible going to November. I've said that. So that's six wins. That's six and is that six and one at that point? Five games. Yeah, that'd be that'd be. I I agree with Tim. They say you well, you maybe seven and one. Okay, I think okay six and two. I think is important. Six and two. They they. This team has to be bowl eligible going to, to November, or else you're heading towards a very, very, very rocky road. But now, I, which I, I due respect here, you're assuming losses in the last four. Well, I'm, the best chances for losses are your last four. Right. That's your best chances. I just don't. I don't think that Nebraska should fear Minnesota, Wisconsin, or Iowa. To I don't. Uh, well, I'm not saying they fear them, but those teams have beaten you a collective 15 or. 18 straight times, collectively. Yeah. That's, that's Eight fair. Wisconsin, that's seven fair. Iowa, that's three Minnesota. Touche. So touche, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you hammered me on that. I head. mean, they're not they're not unbeatable, but you haven't beat them for a collectively 18 straight times. Yeah, I can't I can't push back on your point. So if you want to beat those teams and make this season get better than, what, than we thought it could be, you got to be 6-2 and two going to November, which is a huge ask when you went 3-9 and nine, have you had, and you haven't made a bowl game. Since 2016, which is why we always return to how vital it is you win in Dublin. I don't think, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, nobody disagrees with that. I, I don't think you've got to be six and two. I think it would help to be six yeah. and two. But six and two, and then if you lose those four, uh, and it, I don't think Scott would be back under those circumstances. Yeah, see, that's I, why I don't believe. Getting <clears throat> just merely getting to a bowl with six wins would do the trick as far as what Trev wants. Yeah, I don't. You know what? And I when I say that, I also say it in the context of Scott Frost. I don't think that's what Scott Frost wants. I don't think he wants six and two and losses in the last four. No, I don't think he'd stomp his feet and said, "Damn it, I should be back after that." I don't think Scott would do that. I don't. I don't think his staff would do that. I don't think yeah. in year five those guys at six and six with losses in the last four are going to be pounding the table saying, "See, we deserve to be back." I don't think uh, they'll do it. Yeah, think, think those of, guys are competitive guys. Think about how the mindset could change in just one month. Six and two. All right. What would bowl eligible? We actually had a, we have a good a good chance of a great season. Uh-huh. You got to remove and you lose the last four. Yeah, you have to always mm. keep in mind how hotly competitive these guys are. They 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 don't want that. That's not what they want. You think that's what they want? No, they want more than they, they want more than that. They want more than they that. want six and two with two wins down the stretch or three wins down the stretch. How about six and two with three wins down the stretch? Yeah. How about I that? mean the game it's nine and three? Do I need to do I need to go back to Bill Callahan here? The games to remember. The games in November. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do Billy C more often. We, we don't have enough Billy C on this show. We don't yeah, have enough. That that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Tim Chenander. Chenander's defense, Tim, has gotten incrementally better. 
Okay. Now, incrementally, they've been pretty small increments, though. All right. They were, Tim, they're 58th in rush defense nationally last year. That's okay. Yeah. That's not great. And they faltered against the run, Tim, down the stretch. I mean, if you think about Wisconsin and Braylon Allen averaging 10 yards a carry and getting about whatever he wanted, it seemed like, late in that game. And then Goodson popping off a long run in that mm. Iowa game when they when they absolutely couldn't afford that, and they played well as a whole. And as Scott said, Tim Scott Frost, the head coach, has said the defense did its part to put us in position to win almost every game. Okay, they did that, but they also fault the defense also faltered at times in big in big moments. That you also have to acknowledge that and fifty eighth against the run isn't where you want to be. 56 overall isn't where you want to be. They have gotten better. And I do like this this defense a lot. I just am concerned about the run-stopping element. I love yeah. the inside linebackers, but they've been pushed around in the run game a little bit. But, but you know what? Still, even though I'm with you on all that, but if someone had to – if you were asked many people, hey, what went wrong last year? They wouldn't say it was defense. They wouldn't say in 3-9 – the defense was the problem, right? How often? How many times in a three and nine season, if you ask that question, are you are you not pointing right to the defense? How many times? Last year, I'm gonna say I'm saying if you ask a general fan, hey, what went wrong in 2021? I don't think many people go right to the defense starting off. They don't say, oh, the defense nope. flamed out. It wasn't the defense. I mean, yeah, you're right. They weren't perfect. Obviously, they weren't perfect at three and nine. They made mistakes, but they. No yeah, one. You're right. I don't think anybody would tell you. I hey, don't think there's any. Number game. one, the defense was the problem. I, I don't think so. No, I'd say Wisconsin, Wisconsin, wouldn't you? Yeah, maybe. I mean, the guy okay, averaged one, ten yards okay, a one, carry. One game though, one for game. a nine loss team, one, it might be one. Right, you don't point to the defense. They're not elite. They're not bad. They're they're pretty good. Well, go through it, Illinois. Uh, I mean, it wasn't collective. A, yeah, I know. Yeah, it was collective. collective. Suck. <laughs> Just collective stuff You're right. there. You're right. All three phases are right. horrendous. I agree. Oklahoma, no way you can point to the defense. Nope. Michigan State, hell, the defense was no, defense extraordinary. was incredible that day. Michigan, not great. It wasn't a yeah, great was defense. good enough, though. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good enough. Minnesota, no way you can put that on the defense, right? Nope. 28 points, right? What they scored Minnesota scored 30. But, 30, okay. But, uh, you know, the offense. Nebraska's offense sucked that right. day. Purdue, four interceptions. Yep. Ohio State, hell, they were. No, the defense was great, great in that game. Awesome that, great in that game. Awesome. At Wisconsin, no, though. Okay. I mean, that was okay, that's a one for sure. Though. Iowa special teams. Yeah. <laughs> one. Yeah. No one would point to the defense last year as the problem. I'll go one, one and, and a half, half of nine. Okay. Yeah, of nine. Yeah, one and a half. That's that's unheard of right. for a nine-loss team. Yeah, and I misspoke, by the way. Nebraska was, Nebraska's defense was 47th, not 56th overall. Total defense, 47th, my bad. Chris pretty is good. Let's get a call from Chris at the Baldwin Shop, 464-5685. Chris, you're on early break. Go ahead, man. Good morning, Steve, Jake. How are you guys Well, today? it's great to hear your voice. It was great to hear Tim's voice. We have we have our, our big guns this morning, and we appreciate that. Boy, yeah, you know, Tim Tim had some good points there and some good he questions. He did. Uh, boy, you guys, isn't this fun, though? Yes. Isn't, isn't yes. this fun trying to put this puzzle together? Yeah, it is. And, you know, we don't have any pressure on us, Steve, Jake, but those coaches do. Speak for yourself. 
Steve, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm in a different business over here, aren't I? I'm joking. We don't have, I don't. Hey, Tim, or uh, Chris, I don't have pressure. What do you got? What, what's on your mind? Well, I, you know, yeah, we were talking about the defense. I love the, uh, you know, I, I like parts of our defense. I, I, there's a lot of question marks there. You know, I've always been a big fan of Luke Reimer. I, yes. I, I just, I just think that looked like a football player from the minute he stepped on the field, a nose for the ball. Steve, he, uh, Jake, he reminds me of a linebacker there in the mid, mid seventies that didn't have the most athletic ability named Cleet Pillen that ended up being oh, yeah. uh, the Big 8 Defensive Player of the Year in 1976. Oh, yeah. Just the same type of player. Yeah. Same type of player. Uh, Nick Hendrick really surprised me last year with his performance. But, uh, uh, no, you guys, Tim was talking about the backside of the schedule now. Okay. You guys, that that's relative, relatively speaking. It is. It, it looks pretty tough, but you know what? If you guys noticed the coaches poll which came out yesterday, yes, there's only one big, Big Ten West team rated. That's Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not much respect there. Oklahoma, kind of surprising, was number nine with all the people they lost. Uh, you know, uh, Wisconsin, I think, was around 17 or 18. You guys might have to fact check me on that. Wisconsin was uh, 20th in the poll. Pardon, Jake. Twentieth in that top twenty-five. Twentieth, twenty. And that's the top. And that's the that's the best the Big Ten West could do. Yep. You know, uh, Iowa not rated, which kind of surprised me a little bit. But you know, they've they've had struggles with off the offense over there and, uh, and the running game, and at least until they play us. But uh, <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm I'm. You know what? The schedule to me is is. If we're talking, if we're talking compared to, you know, in the Southeast Conference, which I hate to do, compare it there, but mm-hmm. you know, come on, you guys, we're we're playing teams that we ought to be competing with. Yeah, you know, I mean, yes, uh, I totally say, agree. No doubt about we, that. We ought yeah. to be on an even plane with these teams at least. If we're Nebraska, you know, I, I mean, that's all there is to it, and especially this year mm-hmm. in the fifth year of this regime. You know, I think these these coaches realize they they've got to do that too. So, but it, it it's going to be a fun year. You know, mm-hmm. I, Steve, Jake, what do you guys think? Is is number six for Michigan a little high? Uh no, I don't think so, Chris. I think they're. I think I'm I'm saying Michigan is a guaranteed ten win team. It's just it's just how much more than ten can they get to twelve? Yeah, you know, oh, I love Steve, them. I love them. About it, they're probably right. I think the only non-conference tough one they have is Washington, and I don't think that Washington team is uh, capable of, of playing with Michigan. Pretty friendly schedule, Chris. Pretty friendly yes. schedule. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, uh, and uh, I'm still, Steve Jake, I'm still looking forward to that Ohio State-Notre Dame game on late, on uh, Notre oh, Dame yeah. weekend. That, oh, yeah. that looks fun. I, I think Notre Dame's rated fifth. Uh, which I thought might be a little high, but with the new coaching staff and everything, but we'll see. But guys, hey, let's face it. It's going to be a fun year, and I, I, I'm like Mike Schaefer. I, I just absolutely don't know what to expect this year. I really don't. I hope we get pleasantly surprised, but you know what? We're going to get our answers in about three, four, five, six weeks here down the road. But anyway, 
Steve, Jake, great show, and uh, we're all listening up here at the shop. I'm going to hang up and listen to the rest of the show. Thank right, you, Chris. Luke, appreciate that. Quickly, on Luke Reimer. I think I mentioned it yesterday, Jake. you got to remember, I'm an older gentleman, and we repeat ourselves. But Reimer, right after the season, last season, had surgery on his hip, right after the season, the, the, the week after the season. Then, in late February... He went to Houston for a sports hernia surgery. He had two off-season surgeries. He told me, I don't recommend that for anyone. Well, that sounds terrible. Two off-season surgeries. He's on crutches mostly off-season. He, he played all – I just want to emphasize, and I've said this maybe this third time now. He played all of last season hurt. He, his original injury happened last summer. He played all of last season hurt and had 108 tackles. All right? Led the team. Never, never complained. Never even knew it. Played in pain the whole time. He's a he's a kid. He's a tougher than hell. He's tougher than hell. And now, if he's injury free, which he is right now, you remember him against Northwestern because it sure really do. popped out. I could not believe how fast COVID he was. season. COVID. Yeah, season. Oh yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah, when he was out there, he's a freaking lightning yeah, bolt out if there. If you turn on that game, if anybody would would want to take the time today, and you turn on that game and watch Nebraska's defense, and look who gets to the ball fastest. Mm. Reimer's a bullet. Yeah, he is. He was healthy. Now, now we'll see what that looks like when he's when he's healthy again. And by the way, new Chris is on the line. We have a second Chris. Two Chris's in a row. This is not Chris at the Baldwin Shop. This is a different Chris. You're on early break. Go ahead, Chris. Hey, great show, guys. And Thank I'm you. pretty much a commander apologist, but I mean, he's a good coordinator, but I don't think he's one of the top 25 in the in the country. But he's, he's good. He's good. But his fatal flaw. And I think I've said this before, and this is a bad fatal flaw to have in the Big Ten West. You can't stop power run teams. And this year, that is going to be a big problem because we got smaller in the middle. Um, And, you know, when you can't stop Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, it doesn't matter what the rest of your schedule is. Those teams are going to truck you. Sure. Um, And uh, so I don't see how that's changed this year. So I don't look at the schedule and say, oh, it's so much easier. I mean, yeah, we might get one more win off of it. Um, but we got to wait and see because we got that fatal flaw. We don't stop power run teams. So All right. uh, Thank we'll you, see. Hopefully, hopefully it changes. Thanks. I Thanks, agree Chris, 100%. We'll take a deeper dive on that at 7 o'clock. Right. 100%. They, and, and they've – Done okay at times, like at Michigan State. I yes. Don't know, I oh don't... man, Kenneth Walker was shut down. Yeah. Right. Yes. Shut down. But they did not shut down Hassan Haskins no. and Corum. No. They did not. Obviously, Braylon Allen. We we don't have to go through that again. Um, Goodson was was good. He's okay. He was, he was okay. now he broke that long run. Okay, he broke one off. Backbreaker. It, Backbreaker. That sucked, but the rest of the game he didn't do much. No. He had one run. Braylon Allen yeah. had a bunch of runs. Yeah. Just one for Goodson. New Chris, I, I'm with you. He's not new. He's called before, by the way. He has, but different. Um, different Chris. I'm with you, and they haven't been terrible in that area. They've gotten better again. Middle of the pack, Big Ten last year. You'd like to see Nebraska shoot into that top four and run defense. If you're in the top four and run defense in the Big Ten. Then you're then you are knocking on the door for a division title for sure. If you're a top four run defense, you're conference? knocking on the door. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah you're this knocking this on conference the door. runs the ball very well. That'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Uh, before we get to break, um, 
this was not news from yesterday's post-practice. This was later in the day. Nebraska did add a player yesterday. Yeah, weird, weird. Uh, Brandon Moore sip played at UCF in Florida State. He was under Fisher at UCF in 2017 at UCF. Uh, but he's going to join the Huskers as a defensive back. Yeah, he's got twenty some starts in his twenty. He's he's played twenty. He played twenty one starts with the uh, with UCF, twenty seven games, and he did have an injury in twenty nineteen. He, he he ended up at Florida State. Yep. This is this I this would be his sixth and final year of eligibility. Um, you know how that goes nowadays, though. He might be here for ten years. Um. Sixth. Might be a freshman for all you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, sixth and final year. I don't think this would be a player that would play this year. I just don't think it's even necessary. There, and I don't know where you'd slot him. By the way, um, Omar Brown yesterday working with the first string at safety. Oh, hello, hello. Yes, Omar Brown, the transfer from Northern Iowa. Getting first string reps. If, if you don't think, hang on. If you don't think Brandon Moore is going to play this season, why why bring him in? This for, is his last season, futures. right? Oh yeah, good point. He's a sixth year. He's not going to play a seventh season. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that is. But I don't think you bring him in unless you think he's got a chance to play. <laughs> I don't know where he's playing. Well, they yeah they they it's had odd. They that, had three cornerbacks playing. So was switching off with the ones. Yeah, well, scrimmage. is he a corner? Is he a safety? I don't. It, it, it's this story says defensive back. It's defensive back. Yeah. Maybe he plays. Yeah, I don't play know. both. I don't know. I, I think that's. I'm very, not worried. It's about very it. curious. It's to curious me. to me too because I think you feel okay about your secondary, right? Well, you definitely. Yeah, I yes, you definitely feel good. You got Quentin Newsom. Unless he Brax feels like Tommy he needs. Hill. A, unless he feel Fisher feels like he needs another corner. Um, at safety, they're stopped. Well, who, who's who would be the fourth corner? Because again, it's it's Newsom, Hill, and Braxton, Braxton Clark. Clark. Who's number four then? If there's an injury to Newsom or something like that, um, that is Tatum Lineham. How do you feel about that? Well, I does this it, indicate how they feel about Tatum Lineham right now? Not sure, um, but it is Tame and Lineham, or it would be Javier Morton. Um, this would indicate who's I don't a, know. <laughs> a, Javier Morton's a, a JUCO transfer. Tame and Lineham. He's a big unknown. He's a name we don't talk about at all. No, we don't talk to anybody besides those top three cornerbacks. But if you had a depth chart, that a preseason Nebraska depth chart, I bet you Tame and Lineham would be on line two going in. Um, behind behind Quentin Newsom. You haven't heard that name, though. Yeah, well, a little bit. That much. He's been hurt. Well, this might indicate we need one more cornerback. I don't feel great about number four. It might. I'm just trying to put By the way, another, another one, Kane Williams. Hadn't heard much about Kane Williams, but had a pick six in practice yesterday. Kane Hello. Williams. Hello. Hello. Hey, the top 25 polls out, the coaches poll. How many ranked teams are on there for Nebraska this year? And you you, you, you thought it was pretty interesting, one voter's pick yes. for the national title. We will talk about that <laughs> next in early break on the ticket. Did you know that yearly Medicaid renewals will start again soon? This means millions of people who were enrolled in Medicaid during the pandemic may no longer be eligible for coverage. If this may impact you, the good news is you have options. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield can help answer your questions so you can find an affordable health plan for you and your family. We want you to feel confident you're covered. Click to learn more. Policy exclusions and limitations apply. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Anthem Health Plans, Inc. 